to join you uh, here at what is not your home anymore. This is temporary. I am excited uh, and even tuned in um, uh, to, you know, what you guys have been doing and even uh, what you guys have been talking about in getting some land in Delaware. Come on, y'all should be excited about that. That's, That's expansion. Uh, happening uh, right here, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, with uh, with expanding, um, it, it does show that God uh, has seen you being faithful in the season that you're in, yeah. and He has given you an opportunity to expand. Uh, but one thing it does take it takes uh, people putting their hand to the plow yeah. to help mission go forward. And it's not your mission; it's God's mission. To help people come to know who he is. And so I'm excited to see, uh, even talking to uh, your pastor in the uh, pastor study, uh, about all the visionary stuff that he has, um, which is directly from uh, our gracious and good God. I want to also thank uh, your pastor for my being here. Thank you, Pastor Benson. Um, Can you make some noise for your pastor? Yeah who faithfully teaches God's word. Um, I am indeed grateful uh, for the legacy that comes from his family. I met Kanita many years ago. I even was playing drums for her at one point. Um, and she is a fire preacher and teacher herself. Um, so she, we know that she comes from uh, good ground. And so we are. I'm honored to be here. And thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, let me uh, take a few more minutes and thank... Um, the, the greatest thing that is in my life, and that's my wife. Thank you so much. Yeah, for joining me on. I said this when uh, I, I got engaged. We got engaged uh, in 2018. I said this. I had just preached my first sermon, and I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm so grateful that you, you're joining me on this journey. Now I actually see that it was a journey, and it still is a journey. She puts up with me, um, and I am grateful. Thank you uh, to my mother who gave birth to me. Yes. Yeah. Um, thank you for uh, pouring out your life uh, to all of us. Um, we appreciate it. And then to my miracle baby, 10-month-old Eliana Maris. Hi. How you doing? Um, Again, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm ready to preach. So if you have your copy of God's Word, would you meet me in Judges chapter 17? And would you stand with me as we read together? I got one verse and one verse only. Thank everybody who's been very hospitable in my being here. Thank you for reading the, the shortened version of, of my bio. I hate sending that thing, but uh, y'all asked for it, so I sent it. Um, Judges chapter 17 Verse 6. Don't y'all tune out when y'all read this verse, okay? Amen. Amen. It reads like this. I'm reading from the uh, English Standard, uh, sorry, the the Christian uh, Standard Bible. I said that wrong, the CSB. Yes, I said it right. Um, It says this, verse 6. In those days, there there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what seemed right to him. One more time. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did whatever seemed right to him. If I could tag this text in our exchange, I like to tag it, breaking the curse of chaos. Breaking the curse of chaos. Let me pray one more time. Father, we, I, am in desperate need of you. I am weak in and of myself, and I need preaching power that only comes from you. Now, Lord, help me. Give me clarity of mind, give me concision of speech, give me conviction of heart to tell the truth, because we know that the truth sets people free, and we want to see free people in this house today. Lord, I pray for the ear again and the heart, that it will be made ready to receive what you have to say. Lord, I pray for the one watching online. I pray that you would also do the same. Father, you are indeed great. And we want to see you high and lifted up. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in whom we all trust. 
It's in Jesus' matchless name we pray in every glad heart. Said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. Breaking the curse of chaos. Um, in or we all love to watch TV, and and some of us rally around specific moments uh, when special shows or presentation or entertainment things happen. Um, and so uh, my wife likes to remind me um, when certain things come on. So she'll say, hey, uh, the Oscars are coming on or this is coming on. Now, I really don't, sometimes don't pay attention to it as much, but um, I did watch the Oscars, as many people did. Mm-hmm. And during the Oscars, there was some chaos that happened on stage. Will Smith makes his way on the stage and pulls back his hand and releases that hand across his Chris' face. And to our surprise, some of us didn't even know that it was happening or that it happened because we might have went and got a drink or whatever. Uh, But the world was shocked. And in me uh, watching it, not just that day, but as the days went by, I start to realize um, where people stood on either side of the situation. Some people were pro-Chris. He stood up. He did what he was doing. He was a comedian. He was telling story. He was telling a joke. And some people were saying, no, he was wrong. Mm-hmm. You had those who were on Will Smith's side. Yes, he's taken up for his wife and and yes, I would have done it, and, and all these other things. And, and I'm just sitting back, and I'm like, wow. Everybody has an opinion about this situation. And if you're waiting for me to give my opinion about the situation, you're going to wait a, a long time, because that's not why I'm here today. But, but what I realized uh, is there, there are also some people who are sitting in the seats, and they would say, well, I would never do it that way. And, and I would say, humble yourself, because you don't know what you would have done in that situation. But like I said, everyone had an opinion about the situation. And and as I was, again, reading and and watching certain people talk about it, this is what someone said. They said, the universe is really trying to tell us something. And in the same breath said, God is really trying to tell us something. Mm -hmm. What is confusing is how you take the creator and creation and say they are both equal, equally trying to tell us something about where the world is. It's confusing when you take what is made by, by the, the, the one who, who is before time. And you mix it together and say that both of these have the ability to say something to us. What we see in our society today is a melting pot where we take crystals and God at the same time and say that this is okay. That might not be your story, I'm sorry. But, but, but you take your love and hip-hop and say, that's culture and I like that. And then you say, I'll trust God too. That doesn't mix. One always will trump the other. What is, what is interesting is that this, the world that we live in today is not new to where we are. It's not new to the world. In fact, right here in Judges, we see the same thing happening. We see them have God delivered them out of all types of bondage and yet They create another God out of gold and they worship that. But in the same breath, they say, well, I'll trust my God. We see their traditions take over what God has actually said. We see them worshiping idols, but yet say that we are the chosen people. Now, if, if for a minute you, you thought that it ended just with the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Philistines, you're wrong. Because there are areas in your own personal life where you tried to have this melting pot of 
God and everything else. You think you can live the way you want and say in Jesus' name. Y'all quiet on me today. I, I, I thought I was going to have a, just a little bit. I, I'm sorry I'm driving down your, your street. But I, I just want you to see that, that there, are, there are many things in your life that you are trying to make just, but it's opposite of who your God is. It, it, just like I'm talking about you, it, 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 you would think that the, the gods being mixed together would come from a people who weren't chosen. No, these are the people of God. These are gods called and claimed and commanded. But what we see is a group of people who look, act, and smell like everybody else. Remember what I said. These are God's chosen people. But you can't tell the difference between his chosen and those who are far off. Can I ask you a question? When the world looks at you, can they tell the difference between the chosen and those who want nothing to do with God? Let, 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 me, let me help you out. I know this is you Sunday, so I, I, had to, uh, I had to make sure that I was speaking to both groups of people. Those who um, are in one generation who may hold fast to tradition. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in the church. I, I love a good, a good hoop and a holler, but I also love a good dim light with, with, some, with some strobes happening, some smoking. I enjoy it all. I'm talking to both generations. Why? Because this passage talks to not just one group of people. It talks to everybody. This, this, this was, this, this is what we see in Judges chapter 17 and also in Joshua is a group of people who have been called by God, but yet they are not living in the call that God has put on their life. It's a warning for us. But, but, but what's crazy is it wasn't always this way. In, in fact, the Israelites were warned by the older generation. They were warned by Sage himself. How do I know? I'm, I'm glad y'all asked. Y'all asked all the right questions. Look at, look at Joshua chapter 23. And I know I didn't give y'all that passage. It's all right. I'm going to just read it for your hearing. It says this, but be very strong and continue obeying all that is written in the book of the law of Moses so that you don't turn to the right or to the left, so that you don't associate with these nations remaining among them, do not call, I love this part, do not call on the name of their gods or make an oath to them. Do not serve them or bow and worship to them. Instead, be loyal to your God as you have been to this day. The Israelites are called to walk with God in obedience. Let me rush to my first point. Watch this. Don't waste wisdom. I promise you, I thought I was going to get more amens than that. Here, here it is. Here it is. Let's set it up one more time. I'm going to rush to my point. Don't Waste wisdom. Let, 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 me, let me do this for, for my seasoned saints. I want y'all to just, just stand by for just a second. I'm, I'm going to talk to the millennials and everything else lower. Watch, watch this. You're not the first to go through something. I'm, I'm looking at eyes. I want you to, I want you to know that I'm, I'm serious about this. You, you, you're not. You're, you're not the first to go through something. Now watch this. Yes, you've done great things in the amount of time that you've been on earth. But watch this. Don't think that because it took the seasoned saints longer to get there that you know better than they do. 
I'm just, Pastor Ben, I came just to help. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. I, I promise you I'm trying to help. What, what's, what's, this ain't even my notes. What's wrong with our generation is we think because it came quickly that we've mastered something. But, but here's, here's, here's when I'll, I'll say for the millennials and everything younger to step on the side. Now, now I want my season saints to come back to the room. Here, here it is. You can testify that even though it didn't happen fast, you learned patience to know how to endure in whatever came to it. The thing that, that, that the season saints have that millennials don't have is patience. How do I know? That's why we start in all these type of companies and they fall flat because you didn't know that starting it, you might have the resources to start, but you didn't have the sustainability to keep it going. What I'm trying to do here today is, is, is bridge the gap between generations. Why? Because every generation needs each other. Here's another thing for, for my seasoned saints. You, you, you probably read passages like James chapter 1, verse 4. Let patience have its perfect work, that ye may be perfect and, I love this, entire. Some versions say complete. And I love this next part. It says, wanting nothing. There, there, there is, here it is. What our seasoned saints offer us is a perspective on life that we have not lived yet. You haven't made it yet. And it's okay. You got a lot of life to live until the Lord comes back. But what you need is people in, your, in proximity to you to help you navigate the life that you don't even know exists yet. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. It's all right. <clears throat> Joshua is not saying these things for his health. He's not talking to this new group of people who are still chosen by God. You have to understand that these people in Judges chapter 17 um, and, and also in Joshua uh, chapter 24 uh, or 23, these people are not the old seasoned saints anymore. There, it's like an entire generation has gone and an entire new one has now, is now here. He's talking to them and he's saying to them, listen, please, please open your ears to, and, and open your eyes to hear and see what I'm saying to you. Don't waste what I'm saying. Hear me. Don't, don't take this and tuck it away. No, I need you to wear this thing around your neck so that every time you feel something dangling, you can look at it and say, man, I'm reminded of how faithful God is. Like I said, Joshua is not saying this for his health. Obviously, he's getting ready to die. He's 100 plus at this point. He is given wise counsel. And he's doing it based off of, watch this, not just the fact that he read it in a book. He's doing it because he experienced God. He experienced God being faithful. He experienced God being consistent. And what he's saying is, if you stay with God, you'll be okay. Now, y'all looking at me funny because, like, you think, oh, you're the pastor, you read the Bible a hundred times over, and you know. No, I'm saying this as a millennial, saying to the other millennials, listen, if you trust God, everything will be okay. I didn't say everything will change. I said it'll be okay. Now, some of you would tune me out if I was a 50-year-old man standing up here saying, you know, you got to trust God and you got to walk with them and you got to. No. I'm not 30 yet. And what I'm saying to you is if you remain faithful to God, you'll see things that you never saw before. Let me make a person who's not in my notes either. Literally. 
We lost four children in the matter of a two-year span. We lost twins at 17 months. We lost a son at 19 months. And my wife had a miscarriage in between both of those. Never in a million years during that time did I would have ever ex- like thought that a 10-month-old would be in my presence now. Remember, I'm, I'm 28. I'll be 29 on the 29th of June. I'm telling you from experience. And the experience is not long. The experience is not, man, you're 50, you're 100, you're 90. No, this is God being faithful to me even when I wasn't faithful to him. Here, here is my encouragement for the younger saint in the building today Trust God with everything. I'm glad they sung that song, Withholding Nothing. I'm glad they picked that song. That's God working divinely somewhere in here, everywhere. He knew that you needed to give up your will, your desires, and you need to put all your faith and your, your, everything you got into God's hands. Let me get back to this. I gotta, I'm off track now. Joshua is encouraging this generation to hold fast to the words that God had given them. You, you once again, may think, you know, I, I gave you my spill. I'm young. I, I've experienced God being faithful to me. I've seen him work. And not just in my life, but those around me. Yeah. It's good. To be able to celebrate those that things are happening for and it ain't you. I don't know why the Lord's taking me here. It's not in my notes either. But, but it, it, every now and then you need to have some people in your life that you can celebrate. And you might not even be a beneficiary of what's happening in their life. But you can just stand and say, thank you, Lord, for making a way for my people. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful. But in order for Joshua uh, to be effective, these people had to do something. They had to humble themselves. Here's, here's what I'll say. Once again, I'm separating the room. Again, millennials and everybody under, uh, uh, younger, here it is. Humble yourself. Humble yourself enough to learn, watch this, not just from your mistakes, but from others' mistakes. Humble yourself to to listen to the the seasoned saint who says, don't travel down that road. It doesn't lead well. It's not going to be profitable for you. Humble yourself enough to listen to what the saints are saying to you. Here's our problem. We, We... we, we hear and we see the season saint, like literally, we see them mess up or they tell us that we mess up. And then we look at them and then we go and we jump off the bridge anyway. Because for some reason, we have to experience it ourselves in order to see that it didn't work. But here's the problem. You're not just responsible for what you did. You're also responsible for knowing and seeing what happened to them. And then you doing it anyway. Why we got to be so hard-headed? Why we got to be a stiff-necked people? In case you thought I was back in Judges, I'm talking about us in this room. Why does it always have to take us the experience of losing and making mistakes for us to say, man, I shouldn't have did that.
Here's the encouragement, because I, I hate to beat you up and then not encourage you with something. Here, here, here it is. If wisdom knocks at your door, open it. <laughs> if it knocks, and they, listen, wisdom is not just going like, no, wisdom is like, open up, please. Open the door. Here's how you, 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 you should do it. If any man lack wisdom, James says, let him ask of God. And this is why I love this verse. It's because the bank of wisdom that God has never runs out. And watch this. Sometimes you ain't got to put your pen number in. He'll just lavish you with, with wisdom. Now, here's the thing. We look at that verse, James chapter 1, verse 5, and we say, Lord, send fire from heaven and, and, and reveal whatever you have for me. But how does God speak? He speaks through his word. That's why the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Jeremiah 15, 16 says, your words were found and I did eat them. And your words became, watch this, a joy and a delight. You can't know or hear God's, hear from God if you don't know his word. All this spooky osmosis, I didn't set up my room real nice, I didn't put my worship music on. Yes, he can speak in that way, but if you ain't in your Bible... You will never know the things of God. But watch this. Not only, not only, not only does he speak to his word, but he speaks to his people. There is no way in the world you can live here and not be attached to people. The question is, who are the people you're attached to? Job chapter 12, verse 12 says this. Y'all ain't give me no clock. Y'all, got, y'all, y'all, y'all bad for that. Job chapter 12, verse 12 says, Wisdom is found, watch this, with the elderly and understanding comes with long life. What's, what's, the, what's the practical point there? You ready for it? Keep living. One thing this world is going to show you is that This one is not it. And every day of my life, I need somebody to help me get through. And that somebody is God. And how does he help you in life? He uses his people. So listen, if there's anybody who's watching me and doesn't have a good reason why you ain't here, I'm going to tell you this. You doing this church thing at home by yourself is never going to work. There is a blessing in God's people gathering together. The writer of Hebrews says, don't forsake the gathering of the assembly. He's saying that for a reason. Let me keep moving. Um... When I was preparing the sermon, I, I, uh, I there's a there's a running joke that if if I'm preparing that you just leave him alone, leave him alone for that whole week because he's going to be in the dungeon. He's waiting for God to reveal all the things to him. It's a joke now. And that, I did my study. I do all that stuff, um, but my family literally they won't call me. Um, and so literally, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm driving to the coffee shop. I want to know what my mom thinks about this passage. So I called her. I said, Mom, you know how in Judges chapter 17, and it says in those days the kings, and we, we just start talking. And, and, and she, you know, she, if you ever met my mother or talked to her long enough, she's always going to say, yeah, well, that's, you know, that, that stuff is for you. And you're in school, and you can articulate well, and all these other things. But, but there's something that I realized while I was talking to her, that there were some, there were some pr- perspectives that I didn't have because I was young. That she had, because of lo- living long life, she was able to see how faithful God is in her own personal life. 
and how the scriptures relate to her. And she was able to encourage the preacher who's going to get up on a Sunday morning. Here's what I'm trying to say. Don't forsake those who are giving you wisdom. It is wise for you to take your time and listen to somebody who's not your age. I did some research. Now ask people from either young to old, from from literally from uh, I would say about uh, eighteen to I think it was about sixty, a little, a little older than sixty, sixty five actually. Um, and I asked them. I said, "Hey, from each category, older, what would you say to the younger generation? And younger, what would you say to the older?" So can I give you all those for a second? Okay. Here, 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 here's what the older generation said uh, to, to, the, to the younger. Um, I think the current me would say to them, to the older generation that is, um, that they are grateful that you guys pursued us. It may not have been perfect, but it was on purpose. Their intentional love kept us from some mess. This is, what the, this is what the younger generation says to the older, right? Here's, here's this. Now, now, don't, old saints, don't get mad at me, okay? This is just what the generation, all right? This is what the generation is saying to you. Stop assuming that we're uncommitted generation. It's not that we are uncommitted. It's that we take our commitments to places we feel valued. I'm just, what I, what I say, I'm just trying to bridge the gap. Because each generation, each person, each, each group of people need each other in order for us to be effective for God's mission. Amen? Here we go. Here, here's another one. Um, let, me, let me, I'll do this one. Um, this, this, this one was referring to uh, the advice that the older has given the younger before. And, and this is what it says. They were asking that the older generation wouldn't see us trying to correct them, but using the wisdom that they imparted in us to help them in the season that they're in. Sometimes it looks like we're trying to correct you, but what we're doing is we're just pointing out what you already put in us. We're just reminding you of what you said to us. And we want to encourage you in that season that you're in. We're not trying to beat you up. We're not trying to, uh, you know, kick you out. No, all we're doing is the wisdom that you imparted in us, we're giving back. Now, older saints, y'all can, can, you know, y'all can relax for a little bit. Because this is what the older saints are saying to the younger ones. Watch this. Um, So, millennials, younger people, this is what they want you to know. Be patient with your elders. Even when, uh, even when you attempt to show them another way, each generation challenges uh, the next generation. It, it, it just shows that you have to be patient with those who may just need a little bit more time. Maybe they need to sit with it a little more. And not run with everything you about to say. It's okay. Everything you say, everybody, one, everybody's not going to be on board with it. But you have to be patient enough to help those who may not be in the same headspace that you're in get to the place. And you got and, and here, here's the thing. You you trying to manipulate or trying to, you know, hurry them up, you're acting as the Holy Spirit. And you're a terrible Holy Spirit. (laughs) Let me keep moving. Here's one the older generation says to the younger, don't be afraid to stand up for truth and justice. Watch this. Even if you're alone, you and God is the majority. Here's one we don't like to do much. Admit when you're wrong. Confess. And this is, I love this part. Repent quickly. Confess. 
I, I messed up. I was wrong. I repent. Let's move on. Um, I, got, I got one more. Maybe I have one more. The Lord didn't say it unless you can confirm it in his word. All this, the Lord gave me revelation. If you can't see God confirming what, whatever nonsense you got going on in your head, <laughs> leave it alone. If you can't see principles from God's word in your plans and how you run your business, let it go. If you gotta, if you gotta stab somebody in the bank, in the back, because of your whatever type of business you're running, let it go. It's not of God. If you gotta swindle people out of stuff in order for it to happen for you, let it go. Watch this. If you gotta take something out of somebody else's mouth just for you to have it, let it go. Why do, why do I say that? It's because the, the posture of the Christian is to take care of, watch this, those who are less fortunate. So if you are robbing Peter, you're not even trying to pay Paul. You're lacing your own pockets. Stop it. It's not of God. Watch this. Here's another thing. You'll be held responsible at Judgment Day for the stuff you do here. If we stop living in light of the here and now, we'll be, so, we'll, we'll be way more effective in life. Because we see that this world is not it. Listen, I got dreams. I got aspirations. I want stuff to happen. and I want, Sometimes I want it to happen now. But if, it do, if, if Jesus comes back between now and then, and I don't get it done, I'm okay. What we see in the transition of Joshua is wisdom being given by an older generation, but it's wasted by the younger. Don't waste wisdom. Don't squander the gems of those who have been running the race called life. They have something to say. They're giving you the very thing that's going to help you and propel you to be great. Don't waste it. What we also see is not just them wasting the wisdom of those who are older than them. We also see them taking God's grace for granted. We see Israel continue to go on a downward spiral. What Israel became was, was one of all the other nations. They became just like the ones who oppressed them. They took on their God. Israel became, again, was just like those who oppressed them. They even mixed their gods with idols. That's chapter 17. Micah literally, his mother, creates him an idol, puts it in the house, and he worships the idol. This is, now again, this is not somebody from the street who don't know Jesus. This is the person who has been walking with God. Chosen by God and takes this idol and is worshiping in his home. Don't be a confused people. Know what you believe. Stand firm on what you believe. Walk in truth. Obey him. I'm getting ahead of myself. Here it is. Many of us have substitute the divine with the dying. We've traded in the wisdom of God for the wisdom of man. 
Can I tell you something? Scripture says, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Stop substituting God's word for what everybody else is saying. Some of y'all like Twitter. You'll take Twitter over God's word. You'll find your wisdom from the breakfast club over God's word. I'm in the house now. You'll, you'll take wisdom from all the, all the artists, but you'll substitute God's word. You'll take your P's and Q's of how to live life from every app on your phone and forfeit God's word. The verse is just literally saying everything that is outside of God's word is going to die. The only thing that lasts is the word of the Lord. Don't take God's grace for granted. And if you feel like you have, it's not too late to change. Let me rush to my second point and I'm done. No and obey the divine standard. Notice, notice what I said. Notice, notice this. Notice that I said you need to know, but there's something that follows you knowing. It's obedience. I'm tired of people saying, I have a relationship with God. It's just me and him. I don't got to go to church. I don't have to do nothing else. It's just me and God. There, you can't, it can't be you and God if you don't obey him. Obedience is followed by knowing the truth. There is no knowing God if you don't obey. I, I love the old song, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. It, it, it's, it goes hand in hand. You cannot say that I, I have a relationship with God, but I get to do everything I want to do. Jesus himself, God in the flesh, didn't even say that. And he had every right to do what he wanted. He's God for crying out loud. I prayed it earlier. He says, Lord if this cup could pass, please let it go. If I could do anything else to save these messed up, ratchet people, I'll do it. But in the same breath, he says, not my will. How many of us are going to live in the not my will? We all living in the my will. That's why we pick the houses we pick. Knowing good and well ain't no church nearby. And if it is a church, they they prophet lion, they they casting out. I don't know anything at that point. It's a mess. It's a mess because what we think is our hearts and our desires are better than God's. You ain't got to tell me that I'm, I'm lying. I'm not lying. I promise you I'm not. And I'm saying not just for you because I know my own heart. I know what I want but I have to say, not my will. Not my will. Mm. Joshua is telling these people, listen to what we've experienced and what God has been saying. 
walk in that. And what they do is they literally do the very opposite of the word of God. If you're going to break the curse of chaos, you must know and obey the divine standard. The Israelites knew what they needed to do. They knew, they, they, they knew that they needed to guard themselves from the chaos of their day. But to know without active obedience is the way of the fool. To know what to do, but to ignore it and do what you want is foolish. And that's not even my words. Scripture literally says there's a wise man and there's a fool. I wish somebody would come up to me and say, I'm a fool. But watch this. If I function in my own way, what is the Lord going to say? You've been foolish. We see foolery happening all throughout Judges. If you get a second, just read Judges. You talk about, like, you, your eyes will be open to what our world is today if you read Judges. Because you'll see a lot that's happening now. It's not new. It's always been here. But what, and what's, watch this, what's, what's always been here as far as the foolery, it, there's another side that's always true. Who God is, is always going to be there even when foolery is present. The problem is, which one do you choose? What are you going to choose? What's the scripture say? Choose ye this day who you will serve. Will it be God or man? Whatever, the choice is yours. You see chaos all in judges. You see people selling their, their I mean, giving their kids away. I mean, it's chaos in Judges. You see people confusing their culture and their Christ. You see people confusing culture and God's command. Listen, there's really not a blurred line. God's word is true, it's clear, and it's right. And everything else is a lie. What will you choose today? Will you choose your culture? Will you choose? And I'm not going to put you in, 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 in bondage. This is not the sermon for that. I'm just saying, when you make a decision, have you have you considered? Have you considered what God says about that thing? Have you? Have you taken the time? Or did you just say, sign me up? I'm done. The the, the beautiful part about Judges chapter 17 um, is is the very verse I read, verse 6. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. We can't say that no more. We can't say that there's no king. Because there's one who sits on the throne. (laughs) There's a king who has set things up for your freedom, not your bondage. There's a king who stands forever and who reigns forever. There is a king who came over 2,000 years ago, lived perfectly, was born in a manger. There is a king who came and humbled himself. There is a king. There is a king who reigns supreme. Can I tell you about the king for a second? He's Jesus Christ. 
He came to this world, wrapped himself in flesh. He went to a cross and he died. That king died until death died. He died till the sun refused to shine. He died until everything would be restored. But we stop at, we stop at Friday a lot of times. And it doesn't look like our king reigns forever. But I'm so glad that Sunday morning comes. Sunday morning comes and he gets up with all power in his hand. We don't have to be like those in this day. In the day of the judges, we don't have to be like those. Because watch this, they had to do rituals, they had to, they had to go to a mountain and sacrifice for God. And this is what's true about us. We don't have to do any of that because we had a king who gave his very life for us. Friends, don't sacrifice the wisdom of the seasoned saints. And do not throw away God's word. For your culture. Father we thank you and we bless you. For the opportunity. To hear your word. Lord thank you. That we have. We have a king. We have a king who came. Over 2000 years ago. Who bled and died for us. But got up on the third day. And ascended. Into heaven. And is seated at the right hand of God. Who has given us wisdom in sage around this room. But he's also given us the Holy Spirit. Who convicts and challenges us daily. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't sacrifice. We wouldn't submit or get rid of your wisdom for everything else that's happening in culture. But we would would live lives that reflect that our God influences culture, not the other way around. Lord, help us to live in this way. Help us to honor you with our lives. Help us to submit to everything that you want to do in, with, and through us. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. And every glad heart said, amen.